Okay, about to get started. Checking for connection. And I'm live, and I'm live, and I'm live. I'm about to tag um, Lauren now. I hope my service don't act stupid. Low, low. Come on in. Accept the request. Yeah. I'm waiting for Lauren to join us. <laughs> Come on, low. Can't start without you. <laughs> what do you mean you don't see it send request alright I sent it again <laughs> something told me we should have did like a run through unable to join girl I sent it to you again Hello. Yeah, it wasn't like the first one's gonna pop up, and then I sent you a request. Uh huh. There you go. Well, I sent you a request, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're on us. Okay. All right. Oh, I should put my phone on. Do not disturb. Right? That would have been smart. Okay. All right. Should we wait till some more people get in? Yeah, sure. We could. We definitely could. We'll wait like two more minutes and see. <clears throat> we have a lot to talk about today, guys and girls. Hello, hello. Well, your camera's off, just to let you know. I'm trying to fix my little tripod. Oh, okay. Why didn't we do that? We should have. We should have. We should have. We'll wait like like another minute or so, and then we get started. Mister Chad Harry, three three six six. Hi. <laughs> I know, I saw her name. I was like, mm, yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to request to join us live to, you know, spill your tea, vent to us about anything, please do. This is, this is a topic for all of my 
black girls out here in this world. So don't be Maybe afraid. We Can we pin the topic at the bottom? Yeah, let me pin it. If I could spell today, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Papa fashion. He's gonna cut up in the background of this whole. Who, Papa? Mm -hmm. Okay, and pen. There we go. Okay. Hi. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody that's tuning in. Hello, 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 hello. Okay. So let's get started. Um so let's start with a little introduction. My name is Shay. I am the founder, the CEO of Mommy & Co., where we share everything about parenthood, motherhood. We go through these awesome transitions within motherhood. So Mommy & Co. is all about supporting all of my parents, providing parental resources, um, advice, suggestions, and all of that good stuff. Um, also uplifting our children, right? Because it does take a village to raise these kids. So, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. And then we have our host over here, Lauren. Hey, guys. <laughs> I am Lauren. I am a <laughs> <laughs> I am founder and CEO of the Taylor Collective, where we do branding, creative marketing strategies, uh, event production, and management. Uh, and I also have another business called Iconic by Love. And that is all your eyewear needs, all your sunglasses, all your shades. And I'm a daughter of a black mother. Amen. Okay? Amen. So we really have knowledge. I have 30 years of knowledge on this too. <laughs> subject so um right so hopefully we speak about things that relate to everybody yes definitely so um we decided that um us coming on live today and hopefully future dates um we will definitely post about some more but we decided to link up and um be a kind of like a therapeutic platform for all of our um, black and brown kids out there. Um, uh, at times when we reach our adult stages, we don't understand, you know, why we may react the way we do or why we may um, do certain things. And we kind of tie that to our childhood experiences, how we were raised, the things that we may have um, not spoken about inside the black household and we realize that it's kind of transitioning us um into our adult life so we want to tackle the little kid in us um so that we become better human beings better adults and um we, we be a solid foundation for future generations so we're about to break these generational curses on here y'all 
Um, so if you agree with anything, don't be afraid to leave a comment. If you want to request to join us, please do. Um, as we have a lot to talk about today. Um, you got anything to say, Lo? No. I agree with everything. I think we should just kick it off. Kick it off. All right, cool. So first, let's define what is childhood trauma to you? What does that look like? What does that mean? What's childhood trauma? Okay. So to me, childhood trauma is something that you, it goes two ways, right? Mm-hmm. One way is you might necessarily, necessarily not know what you experience and how it's going to affect you down the line mm-hmm. until you get there. And then you have to look back and like, why do I react like this? Why do I do things like this? Why am I so closed off? And then it, it, it strikes you and you make that connection like, hey, because I wasn't receiving this as a child or this is what I dealt with from my parents or this is how I adapted to my experience as a child. And other form of trauma is the blatant in-your-face trauma that is obviously that you have anxiety about as an adult, that you are constantly still stress about as an adult, that you're you still lose sleep over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how I relate my trauma, well, childhood trauma is the things that I'm currently still struggling with. Even if it happened 20 years ago, 10 years ago, um, you know, the Bible says you should forgive and forget, right? But a part of me, I don't know if it's an Aquarius thing. Maybe, I don't know. You could, you, me, we're both Aquariuses, so we might have the same type of vibe, but it's hard for me. I'm definitely not forgetting certain things that are, are traumatic, right? But when it comes to the forgiveness aspect of it, it's it's hard for me to reach that level of um, maturity. <laughs> um, so when I hear childhood trauma, I think of um, the things that, or like the situations that had occurred in my younger years where I'm still trying to forgive and forget. Or they say you should forgive and not forget, right? I forgot what the saying yeah. is, but yeah. Said, don't forget. <laughs> yo, yo, I don't forget. Uh, yo, I may forget some things, but like them, those things, I'm not forgetting. Um, and I equate that to, okay, because I'm not forgetting this or I'm not forgiving this person for doing this to me, I cannot take like the next step into peace. Or I cannot take the next step into, like, whatever God has planned for me next. Um, because I'm still holding on to the past. Um, and it's also harder when you this trauma was experienced by people you love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's harder to forgive and forget yeah. when it's like, this is somebody that was supposed to protect Tech me thing. from that trauma. And instead dished it out. Mm-hmm. That's yes. where it gets it gets tricky, you know, because it's, it's like I love you, but you put me through some shit. So you mentioning that, yes, <laughs> you mentioning that. I want to um, let's jump into like the nitty gritty, right? You posted a video. You shared the video with me as well. Um, you posted a video in your story about uh, a black female who 
is questioning her um her mother's motives right or her mother's um love or her mother's what's that word i'm looking for like acceptance i guess um and give me like give us the rundown of the video like how how what happened what transpired and how what how you feel like you related to that person in the video and then i'll go next okay so she basically said she loves her mother to death um now in her case she was the only girl and her mother had boys too but she felt like her mother catered to the boys and with her it was very like tough love for lack of better word it was like she experienced trauma at the hands of her mother like her clothes were cut up her things were thrown out she was getting kicked out of the house but on the other hand her brothers could do no wrong Mm. and now in the flip side it's like now she's older and she found her peace and kind of was able to escape that traumatic uh, household Mm -hmm. and now it's like she's being dragged back into it Mm -hmm. because of the fact that her mom relies on her Mm -hmm. so now she's the dependable one but it's like all right you treated me like shit Shit. and now you need me you know but we're your sons that you cater to and you were that great mom and that great person to why don't you call them Mm -hmm. why is it like now i'm the one that you depend on now i don't have any brothers and sisters i'm the only child and but i could still relate to it off the fact that it's like you know um me and my mother maybe we didn't have the best relationship and i've experienced things like that like mm-hmm. my things being thrown out uh me getting kicked out us mm-hmm. always being more of like at odds, odds more than we were good mm-hmm. and it's like okay i love you but now when it's now it's time to like build that relationship or now when I'm yearning for that best friend relationship with my mom I can't bring myself to do it it's Mm -hmm. always like a wall Mm -hmm. that's constantly up like Mm -hmm. I want to do it I pray for patience with her Mm -hmm. I pray that we will get to that relationship someday but Mm -hmm. because I can't forget Mm -hmm. I forgave but I can't forget Mm -hmm. um some of my the worst some of my best moments were my mom but also some of my worst moments it's like, girl, <laughs> like, give me a minute. I'll yeah. try. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying, but mm-hmm. I can't jump in and just be like, I'm accepting okay, you. Because yeah. when I was that person, it was like, we're good until you decided we're not. And now we're enemies again. And, you know? And then it's like, okay, well, she wants to be good with me again. So we're good. We're cool. Right. We're besties. And then it's like, it's not. Right. So that's a trust thing with me. I don't like flip-flopping. I don't like not being able to read people. And I think that stems from that trauma from growing up with that as a child. Now, you have a brother. So how did that video relate to you? Because <laughs> my brother's going to go back and watch this and be like, mm. um, but honestly... <laughs> I've came to a point in my life where I'm choosing to accept peace over um, turmoil, lack of better words. Um, So with that video, when I watched that video, I was like, 
she's she's really hitting on um I feel like a lot of us black girls we we go through with our moms right I feel like growing up I did not have that close relationship with my mom there were so many things I thank you <laughs> there are so many things that um I wish I could have went to my mom about um I could have talked to my mom about um but because I felt like I wouldn't receive the response or the reaction that I like I needed in that moment I didn't so a lot of things or a lot of experiences I had growing up I had to like really learn on my own because that conversation wasn't had or I had to rely on like my friends but your friends are the same age as you are, right? So what kind of experience they have to be giving you advice, right? So I I, <laughs> I ended up um, in a lot of things because um, because that connection I had with my mom wasn't really there. Um, on the other hand, though, I felt like in my earlier years, I felt like my brother could do no wrong. I felt like my parents pushed me to the point where I needed to be this independent person um where i had to like do everything on my own learn things you know on my own whereas my brother kind of like i don't want to say slacked off but it was more so of like it's it's your brother like it's okay i remember this one time oh i just had like a flashback this one time i remember um my my mother and my father my, my mother and my brother were sitting in the living room and there were dishes in the sink and of course like I was raised on like women doing the chores in the house so like cleaning and laundry and all that stuff so there were dishes in the sink and I'm upstairs in my room my mom calls me from upstairs in my room to tell me to come downstairs to wash the dishes right meanwhile you have <laughs> this is Mind you, I'm the I'm the baby, right? Like I'm the I'm the kid in the house. I'm like, meanwhile, you have this this grown boy sitting next to you. It's like you could have easily told him to do it, but you went out of your way to literally yell my name because I'm upstairs. I'm on the top floor of the house. You're downstairs, so you had to yell for me to you know to hear you to tell me to come downstairs and wash the dishes. Um, and of course, that's just like minor, right? Really, really yeah. minor on the spectrum, um, low end of the spectrum. But it was just certain things, and that's something else I, I could never forget because it happened constantly where it became a traumatic thing with me. Whereas like now as an adult, I ain't washing no dishes. I'm sorry. I just got my nails done. I'm going to throw these, these dishes in. <laughs> in the dishwasher like or Jelani gonna have to do them because I ain't washing those dishes I'll do laundry and clean because like I have like mild case of OCD but um dishes I'm not doing so and <laughs> that really stemmed from like the different things that I experienced um growing up as far as like being the only girl and being the the daughter to this you know black woman and if you know my mom you know she's very like headstrong like I think I've saw I I've witnessed my mom crying maybe like twice in my life and I'm pushing 30 like I've I've never really seen that kind of like affectionate kind of um not even affectionate but like softer side to her I've always gotten the the 
aggressive. You need to be like this type of side side to her. So, in a way, it did mold me into the woman I am now. Cause I need we need to be like ferocious in this world. Um, but I do remember those little things that happened in my past to like and how it how it's transitioning and becoming um, really really prevalent in my adult life. And that's funny how you said that made you headstrong. Like, I'm a daddy's girl through and through. Facts. Um, and I attribute my pitbull likeness, like my ferociousness, my ability to be like, no, no, this needs to be like that, and speaking up to myself for my dad, like mm-hmm. to my dad. Mm-hmm. But also in the back of my mind, my mom is so over the top and dramatic and. <laughs> telenovela like everything is such a scene and i think yeah that's also why i'm subconsciously just like be cool you know, business 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 you know emotions later you mm. know because i've seen emotions get the best of somebody yeah. and then everything else falls by the wayside right and that's also like that's why you know now like in the relationship i am in it's it had to be somebody that I had already built that relationship with. Mm-hmm. It had to be somebody that's already known me through and through mm-hmm. as that uh, friend, best friend first, because it's hard. Getting, like, you can ask people that I talk to. It's very hard to get into my yeah. safe space. space. It's very, it's very for yeah. not like, it like is. Yep. and I'm very much nonchalant and very much, unbothered and unaffected by things that people do because it's like I literally had to be that way <laughs> like because if I was that soft person I probably would have crumbled by now no, facts. I probably wouldn't have been like able to accomplish the things that I've accomplished or be the woman that I am today yeah. or like you know I probably would have literally just been a mess a blob of emotions yeah. and you know that's a strength and it's also a weakness mm-hmm. too because sometimes it's like when I do get into an argument in my relationship I'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? like, like you could go about your like, business <laughs> but that's that's why I'm like it's such a blessing because if yeah. he wasn't my best friend yeah. first it wouldn't be not- yeah yeah like, okay, yeah you know what I'm saying but because I value that friendship so much prior to the relationship I'm able to do that but with other people it's really hard yeah it's really hard like as open as I seem I'm very close Close off like there's people that have known me my whole entire life that Mm -hmm. still don't know things about Mm -hmm. you know I have gone through the darkest moments in my life where my best friends have not even known Mm -hmm. what was going on Mm -hmm. I'm good Mm -hmm. you know the strong friends (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I think to um <laughs> just talking about like just childhood trauma like that kind of those experiences sparked um how can I say this that kind of like beast mode in us because I'm exactly the same way we were talking about it earlier too where every single negative or traumatic experience we've ever been through right after that we accomplished something major right like every time I 
got you know I was I broke up with somebody or I was hurt or I was broke broke like no money in the bank <laughs> gotta pay rent next week and like a lot of traumatic experiences we've had um we found a way to flip it and turn it into something like meaningful and positive look at us now like it, it takes like a really strong-minded person to honestly like elevate from the different experiences that we faced and we went through and um girl i'm proud of you like (laughs) i have a question yes to kind of piggyback off of that like with all that you accomplished do you feel like your mom acknowledges it and appreciates it appreciates it and is proud of you as the woman you are today um <laughs> uh I hope I don't cry, jeez. Um and I'm not a crier, guys, just to let you know. Um we're taking deep. This is real, you know, real a- real emotions. <laughs> a part of me wants to say yes, she recognizes it because there are times where I could literally be in my like she knows me, right? My mom knows me um everything right she knows everything about me um so she knows when I'm frustrated she knows when I'm like in my head and like you know going through the motions with certain things like she just she just knows certain things about me like my my little trigger points um so there are times where my mom would tell me like yo like you're you're doing a lot you should chill out blah 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 blah. especially when we're planning this last event um she was like she was like yo you're 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 here you're here you're doing this you're doing that like you need to take a break um even with me having my daughter it's so crazy because now i'm in this new phase in my life where um i rely on my mom heavily right now and especially with with having a a child um and she would tell me like yo like you need to take a nap (laughs) so give me zara and you need to relax you need some rest um so there are points where i do feel like she does notice that in me but there are moments where she may say certain things or like my mom is kind of like passive aggressive too. So she may do certain things where I'm like, you, you don't know what I'm struggling. You don't know what I'm battling right now. Like I'm the type of person that lives in my head. Like me, you can literally be sitting face to face, having a full blown conversation. And I'm in my head about, yo, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to plan this. I got to write this. Like I got to write these ideas down. And I'm still in, I'm still having a conversation with you, but I'm in my head like solely because it's like so many things we gotta do. Um, so there's times where she does do certain things and say certain things where it's like, do you not know what I'm like? That's literally the thing to like, like it's the comments for me. That's yes, exactly. yes, yes. It's like. Mm-hmm. It, and it gets me upset too because it's like it's really the the little things that pisses me off in my adult life that will like have me like blow yeah. up like big things I could handle small things when like small things aren't supposed to be happening and didn't go as planned I would like have like an anxiety attack uh-huh. 
and I think it does stem from like how myself and my parents how we will converse because that's exactly how they are the small things like you don't notice that you know I did this I did this I did this in the house you notice that one thing I told you I didn't do what did I say to you earlier I said my parents used to act like I sold crack in the 80s girl they they acted like I was Franklin Saint at one point and I'm like I'm checking all of y'all boxes, boxes all of your requirements what else can I do right <laughs> Of course, I'm going to have an attitude sometimes. Y'all drive me crazy. At that point, I'm a teenager. Right. Of course, like, but I get good grades. I I didn't, you know, have any kids. I went to college. Like, now I'm in grad school. What else do you want? It was always something else. Mm -hmm. And, like, I asked you that question because I really go back and forth on whether she's actually proud of me. Like, Mm. Because on one hand, it's like, oh, you know, I'm proud of you. You're doing this. And then on the other hand, like you said, it's the little comments. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you're always doing a photo shoot or you're always doing this or you're always working. And I don't understand this. And it's like, well, I'm doing this so I can be good down the line later. I understand. Like, like. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. Yo. I live my life on a schedule. Yo. I work nine to five. After that, I have meetings with clients. You know, I have iconic stuff that I need to do. I have retail and collective stuff that I need to do. And I work on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. It's natural to be tired. But at the same time, like, you should be proud of the hustler that I became. Amen. You understand? Like, Amen. because I could have been that person that sits there and tries to still leech off of my parents. But you should be proud of this person that I am now. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, you're going to burn yourself out one day. <laughs> oh, I'm, and, and I'm going to tell you I told you so. Like, okay, it's like me. I burn myself out when I'm a millionaire. Yeah. And yep. then I can go to sleep and have my money work yep. for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I see it. That's and how yep. I see it. So it's like, on Because it would have been like, 
Oh, remember back in 2012 when you borrowed a hundred dollars from me, or you borrowed ten dollars from me? Oh, but you want you got a thousand dollars, you can't buy your mother a cup of coffee. Things like that. Like, so when I came home, yeah, I made like three hundred. <laughs> not not three hundred though. You know, like yes. I could call my father. My father's very much a numbers person, yes. so I could call my father. Like, listen, I put this much into it, yeah, and I made almost like ninety percent return on my investment. Yeah, and he's like, good job. But also with him, he's not really like. A cheerleader, cheerleader. So yeah. he's like, good job. Okay, so the next, next one, thing you got- you're going to have to make this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me back in my moment. Right. Back. No fact. So it's very much like, like pressure and very much anxiety to have her specifically see yeah. that I don't do this for anything. Like, I'm, yes, certain aspects of what I do is fun. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not a time waster. Yeah. I value my time. I value my personal time. I wish I could. I I wish I can have a week of pure sleep, but mm-hmm. I like money and I like to, I want to be somebody. And in order to be somebody, and I, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. I want to drop my two weeks notice and never look back. Two okay. weeks notice. I ain't giving no two weeks. I'm sorry. I'm not giving no two weeks. Listen. I'm not giving. Listen, I'm leaving today. Bye. I'm not giving no two weeks notice. I I'm done. I don't dead. want to have to return <laughs> to the ghetto that is corporate America. Okay. Not the ghetto, though, Johnny. The ghetto that is corporate America. So it's like, but, you know, also our parents are from a different generation. Yeah. So it's like entrepreneurship and yeah. doing things like that, they don't really see it. Mm-hmm. They, my dad pressures entrepreneurship now only because he's been in the workforce yeah. for decades, you know? Um, but he's very much everything you do needs to have a return. Like, and I'm like, everything I do is not going to have an immediate tangible return. Yeah. But I can be doing something. And even though I get, I'm getting paid little, I'm getting contacts. I'm networking. Mm -hmm. Now I have venue contacts. Now I have people, you know, Mm -hmm. people that I can go to when I have my large event production. Right. Like I can bring people in and make a creative collaboration, you know, like, things like that and they don't really understand that mm-hmm. so. yeah and you you hit it right on like right on the head like it's a they're from a different generation i remember it's when that. i started my very first business very first business which is elite sports performance like if you guys don't know like i used to play ball heavily every single day like i stopped because it's just like a lot was going on at that time where i stopped and we'll get into that later on um but sports was just my life like i can literally be home with my father all day watching sports like that was just me like going to play ball whatever going to play ball he's so annoying um I used to like have games literally like every other day. If I wasn't if I wasn't at a game, I was in practice. Um, so with all of my experience in sports, I decided, yo, I could make or start a business from that. Like, you don't necessarily need to have a degree. Um, experience and your contacts is what you really know to make it big. Um, so I decided I I started it behind my parents' back. I'm gonna say that. Um, because I felt like they wouldn't understand. I was like, I want to say maybe like 19 
And I literally had to figure everything out. Like, what's an LLC? What's a corporation? What's the difference between, like, these tax write-offs? Everything. And I remember when I literally had the documents in my hand that this is a corporation. This is my brand. This is my business. I brought it to my dad first. And he was like, oh, you did did all of this and you didn't fill me in. So why are you, like, why are you bringing it to me now? And it's like... Sir, <laughs> you should be proud of me that I did it by myself, and now I'm presenting the final product to you. I'm like, sir, did you did you just not hear my whole spiel? Like, I did all of this, I did the research, and mind you, I'm like 19, 19. I'm really thinking like that was 11 years ago. Damn, 10 years ago. Girl, 19 was longer for me. We're not going to talk on it. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, like, and now, but now that I'm in my, you know, later 20s and I'm looking back at it and it's like, and this is why I move the way I do. This is why I'm not going to give you step by step on what I'm doing because of those type of remarks. I know that I just how I am and how I move and just certain things just don't need to be said especially when i need to go out into the world and present myself in a certain way it's like come on i'm 19 and i started a business like what like imagine if i had like that push and that drive at 19 where elite sports performance would have been at this point Granted, like, I still have clientele, like, I still have, you know, trainers that I work with, um, especially trainers that work with Olympic athletes, and I worked with USA Basketball, so, like, I did have experience under my, under my belt, but it's like, imagine where that would have been if I felt supported. And I think that's a good segue to go into, like, being hyper independent oh yeah like because we both said that we feel like because of past experiences we're now like super hyper independent and it's very hard to ask for help with me it's like mm-hmm. if i don't think you're gonna do it right yeah. one it's hard for me to ask for help Yo. Two, if i bite the bullet and i ask for help and it's not done right I'm never going to ask you for help again, right? <laughs> and then it's going to be like, oh, you're not going to want to help me again because I'm right. going to be like, right. you know? Um, and it's also very hard, like, because we're super independent, it's like, I personally learned at a younger age, like, I, my parents supported me through college, right? Right. Very grateful. Very, yeah. I don't have any student loans from undergrad. Undergrad, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forever be grateful, especially because NYU right now is ghetto. It <laughs> is. <laughs> the amount that I owe back to NYU is uh, disgusting. Yo. But at the same time, as soon as I got that degree, it was like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. I came back to New York and it was like, I know that if I ask, for five dollars it was going to be held over my head so what can i do right mm-hmm. okay i came back to new york i worked three jobs mm-hmm. i didn't have any time for myself but at least i could support myself mm-hmm. and i couldn't because i couldn't swallow my pride enough to it wasn't going to be like a one-time lecture it was going to be a lifetime a reoccurring thing like 
I I constantly ask for ten thousand dollars every Tuesday. Like <laughs> it's that dramatic, you know. You know, so it's like I'm the type of person that I will do everything on myself, and plus I don't ever like people that are able to hold something over me, right? So when I moved back, me and my mom butted heads again. Mm-hmm. We're very good in separate. Places. We're in separate states. Very lovely. Very lovely connection. Mm. <laughs> Far away. Um, but when we moved back and I was back in her house, which was not the plan for me because I already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like we bumped heads so so much. She was like, get out. Get out. And mm-hmm. it didn't even scare me at that point. It was just like, okay, so now I'm going to do this. I'm going to work this job, this job, this job, and I'm going to go hard at applying for a job in my career field because you told me I had till September to get out. I moved out in July. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm one of you because I don't ever want to feel like that's something that you're going to hold over my head mm-hmm. and, like, you're giving me, you're giving And I'm like, as a parent, you should want to. Want to, right. Make sure your child is good. But it was like, no. She said, get out. I'm not... It was very much like, you know, when you get in arguments with people and they say things that they don't mean. Yeah. I take this heart. Yeah, yo. Because I feel like that was really on your heart. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want me here. I'm not gonna be here. Yeah. I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna be good because nine times out of ten, growing up, I had to figure it out when my mom was going through her things. I had to figure it out and I turned out fine. So you're kicking me out. I'm gonna figure it out. And what happened? What ended up happening was. I found a place. I had my dad come check it out, and poor Timothy, he'd be in the middle of like <laughs> he'd be in the middle of both ends, both ends. Two, uh, just two Aquarius females, mm. and just one male. He's like he's been through it. Mm. Um, I had him come and check out the place. I was excited. Another time where I'm excited, I did it on my own. I found the place. We put down the money, like. My dad checked it out. Everything looks good. I did something good. And I'm taking a step to advance myself, right? Came back to the house. My dad's like, come on, Leslie, let's go out. Let's celebrate. Da, da, da. Don't talk to me. Miss Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like things like that. It's just like, but she kicks me out because you felt like, you were doing too much were giving me a roof over my head, right? So I, being the adult that I was and being hyper-independent, I'm going to figure it out, and I did. Mm-hmm. And and I beat your timeline. Yeah. That's what and she was, was really like, mad about. Don't talk to me. Like, she refused to celebrate. And it's like, okay, so I cannot win doing this, and I can't win doing that. So what can I win with, you know? And it got to a point I would never forget. You know, you move out. You don't necessarily have all the fun. That's back when I just started. I had just started my corporate job. And, you know, they start you out at $30,000. Mm-hmm. $30,000, and I got commission on, like, some accounts. But commission was, like, something weird, like, every other check or whatever. Right, right. So I'm thinking, like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. But I had bare minimum in my account. I was right. living paycheck to paycheck, right? right. Um, and my uncle, my dad's friend, him and my, they're, they're 
completely separate people. My uncle just loves to get again. <laughs> my dad is like, you need to work for it, and you need to, you know. Mm-hmm. So my uncle was like, hey, Easy, you moved out. I'm gonna buy all your furniture. Here's the money. Send it to your account. Cool. Love him to death. Thank you. Because I was supposed to get his couch, and he didn't feel like bringing it from Jersey, so he was just like, here's the money. Mm-hmm. Buy a couch, buy a TV, whatever you need. Right. Cool. I hate Walmart at that time. Double charged me, right? So they took all the money out of my account. And my whole thing with moving out is I never wanted to have to live more week for my money. Right. So, and so I was like freaking out. Like, I don't get paid to this. I don't have anything. Like, I don't have to eat. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> as long as my responsibility is taken care right. of, and I had to go to my parents and child like I can be a billionaire and that story will still be brought up remember that time I had to pay for your rent yeah but I paid you back you know what I'm saying things happen yeah nobody is perfect things happen but I shouldn't be so scared to ask for help from anyone Mm -hmm. because how when I ask for help from the people who are supposed to help me Mm -hmm. in situations like that it's always a negative thing like Mm -hmm. I did something totally Mm -hmm. wrong Mm -hmm. I'm on the wrong path and this is why I'm in these situations I'm in so now it's like I'd rather I can be off of 15 seconds of sleep I'm going to do it myself, and I'm going to get it done. Listen, It's very little that I delegate, and then when I do delegate, it's only to people, like, I trust with the utmost, like, respect. And, like, I say it all the time. My God sister, I love her to death. I trust her with everything because she is the only person that I can give an idea to and give a vision to, and I know it will be executed exactly how you plan. I would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's very rare for me. Mm-hmm. And I know she doesn't count favors or like, oh, I did this for you. Now you got to do this for me. You know? I want to say that's a fear of mine. And <laughs> I guess it's a trust issue, too. And that's part of the reason why, like, I don't ask people for anything. I think, okay. So starting out with business, right, I've learned, I went to St. John's for business, um, and the, the first thing that they, they teach you is, like, you cannot do everything by yourself, right? Like, you need to build a team, a solid team around you. And it took me years, like, till now that I'm starting Mommy & Co., where I now can say I have people on my team that can help and support me, whereas my other businesses is, like, I I couldn't trust anybody go to anybody and say I need this done about like I couldn't I, I the, the 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 mere thought of me having to ask somebody hey I need you to do this by this date frightens me because it's like all right what do I gotta do in return for you to get that done you know what I mean whereas now it's like yo this and this is this is gonna happen i need this done and i can promise you this right because i'm just like certain with who i am and what i can bring to the table Uh and it's like 
that stemmed from somewhere, right? Me just having the, even like me in my relationship and it causes so much arguments because he would say like, babe, like all you got to do is ask me because I would say things and do things in a really passive aggressive, aggressive way. Not my intention. That's just just how I've learned to communicate with people. Whereas, like, I know it pisses them off. Like, I'm I'm mad at myself to even having to like think about. I need to ask you for this. Um, but it causes like so many arguments because he would say like, "Yo, all you had to say was, yo, babe, like, I need this, and I would do it for you." Uh-huh. And I had to tell him like. That's not how I was raised. Like, <laughs> like, if I can't do it on my own, it's like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really, really hard for me to ask anybody for anything. And even now, it's like, when I do, I feel like I have to go above and beyond to repay them back. So that they don't hold that over me. Like, you I can say at funny? the end of the day, hey, I give you this. Same thing. That's funny. So that's something, that's how y'all were raised. Because your brother does the same thing. And I'd be like, well, if he did this for you, why are you doing this, that, and that? Like, just do that. Nah, bro. You don't have to do all of that. Like, Nah, bro. And it's um, like, no, but I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I want to do that. And I'm, it's no, hard. Like, no, it's you're hard. You're killing yourself for what? It's hard. And I think it's because, like, us as kids, too, we want there's nothing in this world that we want more than to make sure like our parents are proud of us they're happy for us right and i just remember the feeling growing up where it was like no matter what i did it didn't seem like it was good enough for them you know what i mean so it was like i felt like i had to and mind you I wasn't a, a scholar type of student. I wasn't a scholar student, period. Like, if I was not playing basketball, like, I would not be going to school. Like, I really don't know what I would be doing in my life, honestly. I was not a scholar type of person. And I would, and it's not like I didn't try. Like, I studied crazy, but I just couldn't bring, like, A's home. I mean, bring home, like, a B minus C plus, but, like, that was because like I was going through so many other things as well that I couldn't really verbally express. But um, I felt like okay, so I'm not bringing in the grades that you want me to do. So I gotta make it up somewhere else. So what else I gotta do? Basketball. I was a top athlete <laughs> for years. Um, and even if you wanted me to do this around the house, do that, do that, do that. It's only so much an, an eleven year old could do. Like, yeah. Um. So I think that's that's that definitely transitioned into my relationship now where it's like even not even in like my relationship with Jelani but like friendships as well even if we're not friends you know co-workers whatever anytime my boss asks me hey can you do x y and z okay I'm gonna do a b c d e I will go through the whole alphabet <laughs> Corporate America is the ghetto, and I don't want to return. <laughs> okay, so if my boss asks me to do X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z will get done. Done. But don't ask me for anything else. <laughs> no. Don't, don't expect <laughs> me to do A, B, and Z. Okay. 
and C and all of that. Don't you ask the X, Y, and Z? I feel like I have to. I feel like I have. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I need to. I have to. Um, just so you know, at the end of the day, I'm well overqualified for anything you bring to the table. So, going back to like being a black daughter of a black mother, and now you also having a black daughter. What are some things that you feel like you experience? with your relationship with your mother that you're definitely not going to pass down in the relationship with your daughter and then also second part of that question is do you ever fear that like how your mother unintentionally like acted towards you Mm -hmm. is going to be the same when your daughter grows up with her relationship with her grandma okay um (laughs) Um, so people, many people don't know this about me. Um, literally the first month or two months that, um, after I brought Zara home, I literally cried every single night and it was me crying when I was like praying at night to, you know, talking to God making sure like, he protects, um, you know, my kids and make sure, like, you know, they don't have to suffer and go through the different things that I may have suffered through. Or even, like, her father had to suffer through um, with his relationship with his parents. Um, literally cried every single night. And that's one thing. When I found out I was having a girl, I, like made sure like in in the back of my mind I'm like I don't ever want my daughter feeling like she can't come to me for anything like me and her we're going to establish that of course I'm your mom you're my daughter like there's certain things you're going to have to do you know because I am your parent um but I want you to know like you can always confide in me about anything when I mean anything come to me about anything and everything because there's no amount of friends you have there's nobody else in this world that's going to have your back the way your parents do especially your mom like i'm going to go to the end of this earth to make sure like you're straight regardless of the facts um one thing that i i could remember just just the thought process of um me just raising a daughter was like I remember growing up I felt like sometimes when I was being punished it was because I may have inconvenienced my parents at some point right not because of what the actions I may have done but because I may have inconvenienced you right so let's say for example let's say the school called the house and you had to come pick me up instead of me having to go on the bus so you had to miss work blah 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 blah. like i felt like i was always being punished because i put you out of your way right so with me with my daughter it's like you're not going to experience that like i want you to know if you're in any kind of situation, any kind of trouble, any kind of si- anything, like, call your mom. Like, I don't care where I'm at, call me, I'm going to answer. Or text me, I'm going to answer, without a doubt. 
I'm going to drop everything. I don't care if I'm in the middle of a presentation, middle of class, whatever I'm doing. I'm dropping everything I have to do. And I'm not holding that over your head. You know what I mean? Like, I am your mother. Like, you didn't ask to come into this world. Like, I brought you into this world. You know what I mean? So, I would never, ever punish her for being a, a kid. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, children go through so many different things. Like, they they have, you know, especially when they go through puberty, right? Like, it's like their friends are going, this set of friends is doing this, that set of friends is doing, like, they're trying to figure out themselves. So, they're going to do things that, you know, you may not totally agree with, but that's all a part of growing up. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> the relationship with my daughter, I know it's going to be totally different because um, we are going to have that open line of communication where I felt like I didn't have that with my mom. Um, now that I'm older, I, I could kind of do that in a sense, but I have to like do like a whole disclaimer before I open up <laughs> to my mom about certain things. Um so yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what was your next question. What was your next question? So my next question, which is probably like not even gonna be the case because mm-hmm. I feel like grandparents with their grandchildren are totally different than how they were with their own children. But do you ever fear like like it's a fear of mine. That's only that's the only reason why I'm asking mm-hmm. you is because I'm like, if I do have a daughter, mm-hmm. is she going to experience what I experienced She's like the pettiness and the passive aggressive at the hands of her grandma she's not she's not and I'm noticing that now too where it's like your parents are at a point in their life where they're like I ain't gotta raise no kids I ain't gotta worry about x y and z um at the end of the day like that's your child um one thing I did notice about my mom like she's now she's super laid back with certain things right there's certain things she does do and say that just like it would take my soul, but um, I know where it's stemming from. <laughs> um, but with her and my daughter, like, they're inseparable. Like, my, my child loves her, like, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anyone else. That wasn't, okay. With with the whole backstory with that, um, like me going back out to work, um, you know, my mom was trying to figure out, like, hey, like, are you gonna find like, you know, uh, um, a babysitter, daycare, whatever? And I'm like, mm, with Corona and all this other stuff, like, I don't know how I feel about people watching my my kids right now. So it's like, she's like, yo, all right, I'll stay home with her, like, I'll I'll watch her, whatever. And there's no one else in this world that I would pick. And I feel truly, truly, like, 100% certain, like, my child will be, like, good mm-hmm. if it wasn't my mom. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for, I wouldn't want anyone else besides my mom. Um, now, do you feel like, like, okay, so, girl, as I became an adult, mm-hmm. I was more able to forgive the mm-hmm. past because I realized that my mom is human. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My mom is a human being. Human beings are not perfect. Even though sometimes I'm like, girl, you ain't 